0: <laughs> How are you today? Good. Uh, um, wonderful, that's a good word. Yes. Buenos dias. <laughs> Bienvenidos. We have more Spanish speakers today. I'm so happy. <laughs> All right, I'm excited. Um, let's just keep his presence. We are really in his presence. And before I forget, we were worshiping him today and we were in that song that says your goodness is running after me. I just had this picture of a joyful, playful wind of the Holy Spirit like going like like that and I heard saying let him catch you. So he's really running after you. Let him catch you. And then that last song uh, the word that came to me is, um, in Spanish would be me rindo, me rindo a ti. And he highlighted that it has two meanings in English. It could be surrender. So it's surrendering to him, your whole being. And it also means to give up. So I just had the sense like today in his presence, give up everything that you're fighting for him not to catch you, just give it up, and wholly surrender. He has something amazing for each one of us here today. I'm just believing him, <laughs> uh, so we're going to start. And for those of you that don't know me, I'm Perla Samitis, and I'm part of the team who serves here at the church. We are so happy that you are here. Everybody is so, so wet well here and online, we bless you. And we are glad that you are here with us joining us. And we're going to start kind of retaking where we left up. If you remember, summer already passed. I cannot believe that. And we had a series to take a break from what we were doing. It was a journey, but we heard God speaking much-needed word he still speaks he always speaks he always wants to be with us and then last sunday we had a special sunday where we got the privilege to pray for our kids and all week i just was so happy just remembering that because i was thinking this is really amazing that every single kid went back to school with god like his presence they were full of holy spirit and they were, I just pictured like there were angels all around, very busy in the schools, and I was like, that's a privilege. And it I was so special. I just kept that all week with me and just picturing the kids in the school, so that was really wonderful. So today, we are going to retake the journey. I don't know if you remember, I always picture what we are doing here, going Bible, what they call Bible book by book together. I just picture this huge trip with God where he's driving and he just tells us, okay, let's move over and park here and let's continue and now move over and let's park in this spot and then continue. So we're going to continue today, Uh, but before that, uh, just join me praying and then we'll go into the journey together. Um, Father, we thank you. We thank you for your presence. And we, with all our hearts, we just tell you you are so welcome here. We allow you and give you permission to just do everything you have planned for us to do here today, for you to do, for us to do. Just move us in your presence Lead us, guide us. We want you in the room, Holy Spirit. Freely change us, transform us in the name of Jesus, Father. Amen. Amen. All right, so first question for you is testing your memory. Can you remember the books we've seen together so far? Can you mention one, two, three? Do you remember what are the books that we've been walking through, first seeing? And yes, first and second Samuel. Yes. What else? Genesis, Genesis the very beginning. Yes. April knows the whole thing. No. That's awesome. Yeah. Yes, we've been together, okay, through Genesis, Exodus, Numbers, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, Joshua, remember Joshua? Judges, kings, yes, yes, there are always tough parts, but the amazing thing is that, and I can see it, and uh, I've heard many have seen it, like in the middle of everything, in the middle of every hard war, hard passage, like difficult to understand, We've been able to see God's heart, that it's always there. You can see that he's always good, and there was a purpose for limits. Uh, Everything has a purpose in his eyes. So today, we're going to retake the journey, and we're going to start with the next part of the Hebrew Bible, which is the prophets. So the second question that I have for you today, and just like individually try to think about it, in your opinion, in your mind, what do you think is a prophet? Truth teller, oh, that's a wonderful definition, yes. Mm-hmm. Mouthpiece of God, that's another wonderful definition, yes, yes. Yeah, the first thing that we must take into account, we have to know. Uh, Sometimes in our environment, a prophet is confused and they think it's a psychic or a fortune teller. It's not the case in the Bible. It's not the case in the Old Testament. Uh, A prophet was somebody, a person, a human being chosen by God in the Old Testament, And he was supposed to repeat whatever God told them to repeat. So they were the messengers of God with a message. And as we've seen in some of the books, like Judges or Kings, there was a prophet coming in, going away, and then another. And they would confront the people. Every time the people was turning their backs to God, the prophet would come and they would, confront them, and then encourage them, like, don't go that way, come this way, and they would give warnings, the consequences, but also the promises of God. So this is what is going to happen here with Isaiah, okay? That's the first prophet of 16 that we're going to be walking with. Uh, And people, we might think, okay, the prophets, since they were so important, Of course people paid really, really good attention to what they had to say. But no, we're going to be reading that the prophets were very isolated many times because they would speak what God said and people didn't listen. So that's not really fun, right? If you want to speak, you have something to say and then nobody listens to you, how do you feel? So that was a hard job. So another thing that we're going to see with the prophets and Isaiah today is that the way they wrote the books is different. Uh, We so far have been reading narratives. They narrated events like reading history. And here we're going to see some narration too. But if you go and read the Bible, if you read at home what we're going to be talking about here today, you're going to see that there's poetry and songs. So like in poetry, the language is going to change we have metaphors we have symbols not everything is going to be literal okay so some parts are going to like in judges are going to it's going to be hard to understand but we're going to see god's heart in these god's character as we walk through this so isaiah we're going to focus on a very specific part that i felt god said just park here but the big summary The beginning, okay, the first part today covers chapters 1 to 12. And Isaiah does what every prophet, did, okay, confront, rebuke, encourage, and would speak hope and promises of God. Uh, Just telling the people, be faithful, trust in God, he's so worthy. Uh, But there's a part where he is completely changed has this encounter with God, and this is where we are going to be uh, stopping today. He is already following God, already giving him his messages, uh, and then he has this vision, or a dream, yeah, we don't know how it was, but he sees something different that changes his life completely, and we're going to be seeing this. So we're going to be reading Isaiah chapter 6 Uh, The verses from 1 to 9, if you want to look your Bible on the phone or in paper, you want to be there, I'm going to be reading from the NASV version. And I want you, what, what I felt is that just try to picture yourself with Isaiah there, what he's going to be describing. Just try to imagine that you're going to be right there next to him, what you feel, what you see, because God is going to be highlighting things for us. And we'll talk about that, okay, after we read it. It's nine verses, Isaiah 6, verse 1. He starts by placing what he saw, his experience in real time, in history that happened. So this is real. In the year of King Uzziah's death, and the Bible says that's more or less 704 B.C., and in the Bible, you can see this time in 2 Kings chapter 15, so everything is in history. So in this specific time, Isaiah says, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, lofty and exalted, with the train of his robe filling the temple. Seraphim were standing above him, each having six wings, with two each covered his face, and with two each covered his feet, And with two, each flew. And one called out to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of armies. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the foundations of the thresholds trembled at the voice of him who called out while the temple was filling with smoke. Then I said, who to me, for I am death, basically, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the king, the lord of armies. Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a burning coal in his hand, which he had taken from the altar with tongues. He touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips and your guilt is taken away and atonement is made for your sin. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then I said, Here am I. Send me. And he said, Go and tell, and he sent. So the first question in your heart, I want you to think what was highlighted for you as you were listening and picturing. The atonement, sin taken away. Yes. The guilt. The guilt. Taken away completely. Yes. What did you feel in your spirit, in your heart? Readiness to do what God asks. Oh, that's wonderful, Terry. Yes. 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 April just said, God already knew he was going to say yes. He was chosen, but it has to do with surrender. Okay, until that comes. Yes. Yes. And these things are going to be things that God is really highlighting for us here today. From this moment on, Isaiah, the one that already loved God, already followed God, already was listening to his voice, he was changed and transformed completely, completely. From this point, everything for him was defined to continue in a new way. Every chapter of the 66 chapters in Isaiah was marked by this moment. He got to know God in a newer, deeper way. From now on, it was so, so radical that Isaiah would refer to God in a new way too. And he would call him, like many, many times in the whole Bible, there are not many times for this title of God, but Isaiah would call him the Holy One of Israel. And that was something that he got in that presence. So we have three things that Isaiah got from this encounter with God. And one is that God is holy. He is so holy. And I was thinking there's a difference between having that knowledge and the words in our mind, which I'm sure Isaiah had it before he knew that the God of Israel is holy and it's a different thing to experience that with your whole being because now you get it in a new way. And Isaiah saw this is a God that is holy, I'm dead I'm not the good person that I thought I was, and he highlights the lips, like my lips. And I was thinking, whoa, what what is it that we do with our lips? We speak, we talk. Yeah, for me too. So the question was, in God's presence, since his presence is always with you and me, what is it that is coming out of our lips? On Sunday, I'm guessing it, it's nice. <laughs> but what about Wednesday? Thursday or Friday night? And Isaiah just says, he's so holy that he cannot help but feel what's going on with him as a human being, like my lips are not clean. I'm going to die because of this holiness of God. And that tells us that he's so holy that he cannot tolerate sin. Just because he's so holy. And I remember when I was starting to walk with Jesus that I heard this uh, talk and it was about what it really is sin because we don't like, I don't like that word, to be honest. (laughs) Uh, So I tell my kids, sin is everything that is going to make God's heart sad. What can you do that is going to make him sad? Because we want to do things that make him smile. And there are no white lies in his presence. Lies are not white or black or purple or pink. Lie is a lie. And he, if you come before his presence, uh, you're going to feel it like I'm not the good person that I thought I was because He's really holy, and this is the revelation that Isaiah got. The second thing that he got is that He is King Eternal. He saw Him on the throne, and now we know that yes, He is on a throne because we have the whole Bible and we have uh, Revelation, the last book in the Bible, and you have a, it's like a window it's open and we can. Read Going on in heaven right now, God is on his throne. He's sovereign, all powerful, omnipotent. He is above every single kingdom, government on earth, and is eternal. And Isaiah got that in a powerful way. Like there's no doubt. Should I change the microphone? <laughs> this one? It's okay. Can you hear me? Yes, okay. Okay, so he is king and he's all powerful. The third thing that he got is that he's Lord Almighty. There are versions in the Bible that say he's the Lord of hosts. And John in Revelation, we're going to get there too, he describes that there are billions, trillions. I don't know what quantity of angels that are the armies of our God all under his command we cannot count them he's the Lord of all and he says he's Lord almighty he can be trusted you can trust in him he's going to protect you he's going to fight for you he's almighty God. So just imagine Isaiah having this amazing revelation, this vision in God's presence. And now goes back to real life. And what is Israel doing? And I just can imagine the contrast so strong, like I came from this holy God, and these people, look what they are doing, what they they are saying, how they talk, how they live. So it's this holy one versus impure lips, not holy at all so he has now a new passion and fire to talk to them don't do that if you knew you can just turn around and come to this God who loves you and is chasing you he also sees says how God is faithful always wanting his people always loving always promising always speaking hope and restoration and how the people just turn their backs and there's rebellion and so he speaks from a different place now another thing that he sees is trust of course you can trust God don't trust the other idols that others are worshiping you can trust this God he's so real he's so powerful he loves you very much you can really really trust God so I saw what I think everybody knows, like I know, in God's presence there's transformation but again, I was praying and just sensing God really wants that deeper experience like let's go from knowing in our minds that yes in his presence there's transformation to experience that presence where there is real transformation And what we see in Isaiah and what happens to us when we get that experience too is that everything changes mind, perspectives, the way of doing life. And it comes to a point, what Terry said at the beginning, which is just confirming what God is speaking about. There's a point when obedience is something that you long for. And I was like, that's a miracle because who wants to be obedient like a (laughs) hundred percent since we are born there's this thing like no but when you are before God what Terry said was so spot on there's a point where obedience becomes something that you long for like here I am whatever you say just I'll do it a hundred percent no doubts no fear not nothing interfering it's just there and then Isaiah heard the voice of God until then his voice was so clear and then he was ready and this came to my mind how many times we are always praying like God what's my purpose in life that would be your calling and we might have an idea maybe you one day you got it really clear maybe you haven't gotten very clear and God has it the Bible says in the New Testament you have a calling and nobody can take that away you already have it you have talents and you have gifts and nothing can take those away I gave them to you they are yours but the question is are we ready to hear him speaking that out loud to us because he is holy and that calling that voice has to be done from his presence from that place of transformation so there are two keys that I just he was confirming all the time these two things is for today for each one of us he wants us ready he wants us to be able to hear his voice out loud, as whatever that means for each of us. And he wants to either give you your calling, revealing it to you for the first time if you haven't gotten the purpose for your life or confirming that calling. If you already have an idea, if you have been walking with him for a long time and you know what you have to do, maybe he wants to confirm that and reveal new things around it or new ways or new callings, confirm your talents and your gifts and the second thing that I think he wants to do it's a new revelation of his holiness and what it means in the Old Testament, and New Testament we hear and we can see him saying be holy because your Lord God is holy and it's an invitation that we see all through the bible like how can I do that (laughs) like and I just felt that here in Isaiah God is saying it's not you the one that is going to do it the key and the secret for that is just come to my presence it's all in his presence and there is the place of transformation that is the place where you're going to be able to listen clearly. Anything that you are asking God about, your callings, your life, your purpose, any situation, is just be in His presence and not sin allowed. That's going to be like a stain or a stink in you. The picture that I had was everybody who has babies knows what it means to change a diaper if you don't have kids maybe you hopefully have a cat or a dog and you either way have to clean it up (laughs) and the picture that I had is it's smelly it's stinky that's sin. and God might say like you that smells really really bad but you don't stop loving your baby you still love the baby with all your heart you just clean it away it's okay no more stinkiness after that And this is so powerful to, it's like knowing what really means that Jesus came. Because God loves you and me so much that he gave us everything. He gave us Jesus. And because of Jesus, we have that access that Isaiah had as one person in the whole planet. We have access to God's throne to his presence, and because of what he did in the cross, we have access to be cleansed, purified, everything just give up, (laughs) let him catch you, let him clean you, and then you're going to listen to God's voice in a new way, you're going to be knowing your purposes and your destiny, and just walking in a new way from now on, so today I just so this is what we're going to be doing Lord we're going to have two steps just like Isaiah went and I really felt that it's going to be a one-on-one with God the Father it's just you before the throne of God before his presence and you know what's going on in your life things that you're aware of and things that you're not aware of you just invite him like Lord I really want to be able to give up and surrender and just come and wash away the guilt, wash away the stinkiness and the mess. I just want you to move. And then in his presence we're to be praying for God's voice in your life, coming to reveal and confirm your calling, your purpose, his holiness, it's a new revelation of what it means that God is really holy. So we're going to do this. And the picture that I got, I've been praying during the week and the picture I, he gave me this morning before, right before waking up. I saw persons, not a specific persons, but I knew it was for each one of us here. And he, I didn't see his hands, it was invisible what I saw like a sash like when you have like miss universe here yes he was putting that in each one of us and each one had words that I didn't see but I just knew that he's going to give you your calling in such a clear way that it's like you're going to be walking with that sash monday, wednesday, friday night you're going to be aware of who spoke to you and who you are and what your purpose is, because it's in God's presence. So let's take some kind of action. You're going to pray and then allow Him to catch you. So holy Holy Spirit. You are the spirit of the Holy One of Israel and we ask you just come we ask you to invade us invade every heart every mind our whole being just before you we want you to move and bring us to this place of transformation your very presence are moving now, Keep moving, Holy Spirit. Keep moving like the wind and keep moving like the fire. Father,
1: bring.
0: to see what it means that you are holy the holiness of God Father just impress that in every mind and every heart God is moving, you might feel a warm feeling on your body, you might feel like trembling, your hands or your head, and you might feel his arm around you or touching one shoulder. Hearing your presence, God, we ask you to start giving words, pictures, visions, dreams at night this week. But bring a picture, bring words, and reveal your purpose, destinies, your callings. A new depth, Father, completely surrender to you, complete obedience to you. Come and reveal what you have for your loved ones, Father.
2: I think the Lord has a word for for someone here who who feels as though they haven't trusted the Lord uh, the way they should. And and it's right out of Isaiah, uh, Isaiah, chapter 30. Now, remember, in history, uh, Israel was surrounded by the Assyrian culture, which is a very violent culture. Uh, and. Uh, Babylon will eventually take over Assyria. God will use Babylon to wipe out the Assyrians and protect uh, Israel. But in Isaiah 30, uh, Isaiah says to the people, "In in repentance and rest will be your salvation. In quietness and trust will be your strength." But you would have none of it. He's basically. You know, the Israel people were not trusting God. And he says to them, you'd ha- you'd, you don't want to trust God. You don't want to rest in him. You're going to get on your horses and you're going to flee. Now, come on, my heart goes out to them. The Assyrians were violent. They were they were killing them and attacking them. Uh, and so but, you know, Isaiah saying, listen, God has your best interest at heart. He will take care of you. But here they are, and and Isaiah is rebuking them, saying, you're you're going to flee and you're going to, you know, at the sight of one, all of you are going to flee and you're going to end up vulnerable like a flagstaff on a hill. Yet, yet your God longs to be gracious to you. He rises up to have compassion on you. Blessed are all who wait on him. Okay." So, you know, when when life hits us, uh, when the circumstances of our life hit us and whether whether we're trying to figure out a way through whatever mess is is, is coming at us. Um, uh, the Lord and if and if we decide we're going to do it our own way, I'm going to handle this mess myself because God doesn't seem to be doing it. Uh, he's right there later in that passage in 30, God says that. Listen, you know, you you may experience affliction for a while, but you will hear a voice. You will hear a voice behind you saying this is the way walk in it. This is your calling, for instance.
0: Father, we thank you. We ask you that you keep speaking to us during the week. Whatever it is that you are highlighting now that can stay alive in our minds and hearts, as we walk through our daily routines, I ask you that you give a hug when a hug is needed. Speak out loud your words of love and encouragement and hope when it's needed right at the perfect moment, that give dreams at night and visions from the youngest father to the oldest, that you confirm your calling. There's a purpose for your life. And bring a deeper revelation that you are so worthy, that you can be trusted, that you love us in a way we cannot ever imagine, and that you are holy. Help us to be aware that we are walking every second of every day before a holy God that loves us. Seal these truths in our hearts, Father. May we reflect your character May we give you glory in every word and every step that we take. And just tell him, here I am, Lord. Here I am.